JD Talking Sports. Tuesday, March 7, 2017. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. All right. Isaac, you gotta go. This just in. Who died? Bill Webb, Mets and Fox TV director, has died after a long cancer battle. Broadcasting Hall of Famer was 65. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Sorry to hear that. Sending my best to Webb's family. May he rest in peace. 65 is way too young to die. That's a terrible disease. Just terrible. All right. The Knicks last night won for the first time with Al Carmelo playing since 2014-2015. They were 0-10 last year, 0-1 this year. Ryan, things are looking up, right? Now, Chasen Randall got his first meaningful minutes last night. 25 minutes, 7 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. And I said last night, 28-13 in the fourth. Orlando shot 3 for 17, 18% from the field. Knicks 12 of 22, 55% shooting. And this, I, I want to talk about this. Kyle O'Quinn plays 20 seconds the first three quarters. 20 seconds. Fourth quarter, hits all five of his shots, four rebounds. Now, that is what a professional is. 20 seconds, first three quarters, comes in fourth quarter and just goes apeshit. Got to respect the guy. I mean, wow, I was impressed with that. Tomorrow night, they're playing the Bucks, 29-33, who's ahead of them in the playoff race, if we call it a playoff race for the Knicks. Supposed to play Carmelo. Elf, Alfred Payton for the Magic had his first triple-double, 16 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds. And Carmelo, hey, sat out against a team that he was averaging with 26 points and 7 rebounds versus the Magic in his career. Ron Baker got the start, but Evan Fournier scored 11 points on him in the first six minutes. Got to yank him. And Jason Randall is the 46th player to take the court under Jackson's tenure since the end of the 2014 season. That, to me, is a lot of players. That's three three rosters. We'll see what the Knicks can do. I'll tell you, I think they should hold out. I don't want them to win. And also, they actually dropped a little bit in the... They had the sixth worst record. Now they've, they went up to... Now they have the ninth, ninth worst record, which affects the number of balls they get in the till for the lottery, which I was going to go over, and I figured, you know what? How many statistics do we need? All we know, all I know is really to make the playoffs, they have to go basically, they said they have to go, they're 26 and 38. They really have to go, they think they have to go 14 and 4 the rest of the way, which I don't think they're going to do. I For them to do what I want them to do, to meet my prediction, they have to go 16 and 2 the rest of the way. NFW, NFW with that one happening. And the Nets, last night's second time they've won the last 20 games, 22-109 over Memphis, at Memphis. Jeremy Lin had 18-9 straight of the fourth when they needed it. Sean Kilpatrick had 23 to lead the Nets. Nets are now 11-51. and They play the Hawks, the 34-29 Hawks, tomorrow. Grizzlies' third straight loss, fifth in the last seven games. Isaiah Whitehead had 15. Randy Foyer had 14. Karis LeVert missed one shot in the fourth quarter. Other than that, he didn't miss at all. He had 14. Nets 53%. They snapped a two-game losing streak. Mike Conley at 32 to lead the Grizz. You know, he got that huge, what, $153 million contract. His eighth 30-point game of the season. Also, the Nets snapped a five-game five losing streak to the Grizzly. 
This is their sixth of eight road games. 8,100 miles over 16 days. First the circus came to Barclays, and now the ACC tournament, which I would love to go to, and I'm so pissed I'm not. But I might get, try to get tickets. And Jeremy Lin said this about the Nets. said they want to develop a nastiness and a toughness, a toughness, hopefully continue to build on this. What, maybe the bad boys of Brooklyn? Maybe? Maybe? Hey, Scott, hey, you're 1150, 1151. You got to do something to get the troops going. And hey, that's got to do something, right? Something, right? Spurs beat the Rockets last night. Man. Kawhi Leonard, 39, 17 in the fourth, six rebounds, five assists to lead the Spurs. Harden at 39, three rebounds, 12 assists. And Dirk Nowitzki tonight, sixth player with over 30,000 points to break 30,000 points. They're playing the Lakers at home. He, he had 25 points when I last checked, and they were un, in the first half. He wants to play a couple. He, does, he said he's not close to retiring. And this is kind of cool, man. There's an article in the Times about this, about how you know City College won the NIT and the NCAA tournament in the same year, which could never happen again. But back then, the NIT was actually more prestigious than the, the NCAA, and then they had point shaving. And when Carolina won championship back in the 50s, all the players were from, their starting five was from the Bronx, was from New York City. It started an invasion of the Northeast guys. But this is what I was talking about. Barclays this year has the ACC tournament this year and next. The Big East this year. So you have you have the ACC at the at Barclays this year. Ace, Big East, 35th year at the Garden. Next year, Big Ten is actually ending their season early so they can play the they could play a Big Ten tournament at MSG, and then the next week the Big East comes in. How about that? And the NCAA tournament is going to be at MSG this year for regional games, second time since 1961. House I, I would love to be there. Love to be there. And this is why I want the Knicks to tank, but I'm not sure if this is... Okay, not tank, but they want to lose. Now, Dennis Smith Jr. is a top-five projected pick. Freshman out of NC State, 18.5 a game, over six assists. They lost today in the first round of the ACC tournament to Clemson, 75-61. Smith had two points at the half, seven for the game, eight rebounds, three assists. They finished 15-17. and 17. Gottfried is gone. Six years, 123-86 and 86 at NC State. Missed the tournament the last two years. I don't know, sometimes I feel like some of these freshmen need to stay. They said he's the real deal. Oh, and thanks, Van Rag Sports, for giving me that info. I don't know. I feel like some of these guys, I'm not saying, you know, if they can make the money, go for it. I mean, not everybody is LeBron. Not everybody's a Kevin Garnett. Not everybody is a Kobe Bryant. Well, Kobe Bryant even had some, had some rough spots when he first came in the league. I don't know. I feel, I, I don't think you can keep him out, but I feel some guys could stay another year. I haven't, I've seen Dennis Smith Jr. play a little bit this year. He has had some good games. He, they, they did win at Cameron this year. I guess we'll see. Hey, Ben Simmons, his uh, coach from last year, Johnny Jones, five years at LSU, 90 wins while he was there. Well, he's 10-20 and 20 with a 2-16 record in the SEC. Said he's going to be fired per the Times-Picayune. And they're playing M- Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi State on Wednesday at 6 p.m., opening game of the SEC tournament. Done. They, only, they went 19-14 and 14 with Simmons last year. Then they got blown out. I think Mississippi State blew them out last year in the conference tournament. And then they decided not to go even play in the NIT. And Simmons was gone. He was like a, you know, he came, he came to college for a year and then was going pro. 
He's like, got to make this happen. Yeah. Hey, this is the beginning of coaches being axed right now. This is the process. This is what happens. Johnny Jones, there's going to be a lot of coaches coming along your way. Now, this is a guy, Johnny Jones, who played at LSU, was on the 81 Final Four team as a freshman, coached under, oh, what was the Dale? Oh, my God. I am totally blanking on names today. LSU. Coach. Yeah. No, 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 no. Basketball. I'm saying Dale Roberts. And Dale Brown. Man. Actually, coached, played under Dale Brown, coached under Dale Brown. There's no loyalty anymore. But hey, you know, you have to win. You have to win at these schools. You just have to. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, it makes me think how it really is. It's wins and losses. That's what that's what Bill Parcells said. It doesn't matter, you know, if you play a good game, you play this, you do that. It's really by wins and losses. That's what they're judged by. You are. You really are. I mean, there's not... Bill Belichick would, could have a 2-14 and 14 season. They're not going to let him go. He's the only guy who has jo- job security, I think, of all the coaches. Him and uh, Popovich, I think, with San Antonio has a pretty secure job but a lot most coaches no they don't Oshishevsky they'll never let him go yeah he'll never let him go and also UNC's coach never go Roy Williams never gonna happen but there so there really are a couple but Johnny Jones did not get that does not have did not have that leeway now the Mets Michael Conforto they decided not to bog him down during the regular season. Once the season ended, offseason, Kevin Long wanted him to work on using his legs more, which he did in 2015 when he helped him make the playoffs and go all the way to the World Series and early 2016. Now, he wanted to play for the WBC, play in the WBC for Italy, but decided he needed to focus on playing with the Mets Conforto. Through yesterday, 409, 9 for 22, two home runs, Collins has said his swing is flatter, was swinging uphill too much last year. Last year, 220, 12 home runs, 42 RBIs, 89 strikeouts, and 304 at-bats. That's not going to cut it. But, you know, hey, he's doing all right right now. And he's learning a new position, center field. Last year, he lost his hold on the corner outfield position. And that's what they said. They have a lot of outfielders and not a lot of positions. But Jay Bruce, I think they're going to try to get rid of him. And I think Conforto who comes from great genes. His dad played under Joe Paterno and his mother was an Olympian. Conforto just, he just looks like, you know, some guys look like an athlete. Some guys look like they're going to blossom. Remember Greg Jeffries? That's who I've just thought of. Greg Jeffries, man, he was a hitting machine. And I, that's what I feel. I think Phil Conforto had a little bit of a lapse. I think he's going to come back strong. I think he could, he's going to be good for a very, very, very long time. Yankees, yes, they lost 13-1. Brian Mitchell came into the game. Perfect. Five innings pitch, no runs or hits. Yesterday, 2.1 innings pitched, four runs, six hits. But hey, but John East did pitch a clean inning. And A-Rod, as my mom was saying, oh, he needs a new job? Yeah, I guess he does. He is going to work for Fox as a full-time analyst for Major League Baseball coverage and also will work in the studio and be a feature reporter. Hey, it's nice work if you can get it. That's what I always say. 
and the chosen people. Israel, how about this? How about my, how about my, is my, yeah, like I followed him, but how about Israel? They beat Taiwan today, 15 7, 2 0 in the WBC. One more win and they clinch a, to the next round. But the th- problem is they play Netherlands on Thursday, who beat Japan today, 5 0. Ike Davis, 3 for 5, two runs, two RBIs. I'm, 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 hey, you know, and Netherlands fourth in in the WBC in 2013. They're coached by Bam Bam Mullins. Remember him? First player from Curacao to make the majors. Broken with the Yankees in 1989. And Howard Bryan from ESPN says the U.S. biggest talents are missing an opportunity to elevate their game and star power at the World Baseball Classic. You know what? There is something to be said about that, but I think they're making a lot of money, and I don't think that. The owners are very happy about these guys going to play over there. Well, they should make it. How come World Cup they all play? They all play in the World Cup because they see what it does for them. The problem is the WBC doesn't have that cachet it has. And I don't know if it ever will. It brings up a good point. I just don't... I I think these guys are making too much goddamn money and they're not going to jeopardize it, which... Well, they think they're going to jeopardize it, but I think it would be great if they could make it. Or make... You know, make it... I don't know. They have to make... I don't know when they do it. Because, you know, you... It's early in the season, and the guys don't want to burn out. You don't want to use up all your pitchers, but it would be kind of cool. Like in a, you know, like the Olympics every four years. I think they should try to make it into something that's because you know, you know that you know he brings up a good point. NBA players all play in the Olympics. A lot of them do. A lot of them backed out this year, but a lot of players, it's 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 a it's an important thing to them. It's a long season, but they want to do it. So you know what? He brings up a good point. I think a lot of the guys, are just, oh, I make too much money. It's too long a season. Blah blah blah. I don't know. If kids only play in China, Japan, you know, I mean, why not? Why not let the world see me? And now we have some football because the free agency is Thursday at 4 o'clock goes on. But now today is what's called legal tampering where they can begin negotiations with players. So at 401 on Thursday, there's going to be a handful of deals that are going to be secured. Well, the Giants only have $13.1 million under the cap. Only the Cowboys, Chiefs, Chargers, and Phillies have less dinero to spend this year. Also, of 17 unrestricted free agents the Giants have. JPP is coming back. Now, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins is only 25. Actually, 25 in three weeks. He's an established starter. Could command 8 to $10 million on the open market. Also, linebacker Keenan Robinson. They think they can get to a deal. They probably could lose Hankins because they don't have that kind of money. Also, they need to add on the offensive line, tight end, running back, and wide receiver with size, which is Terrell Pryor. 77 catches, 1,007 yards last year. The converted quarterback out of the Ohio State. 6'4". He wants big money. Giants probably out of the running for that. Now, right tackle John Jerry started all 16 games last year for the Giants. 40 in the last three years. But the Giants would like a more explosive run blocker at the position. T.J. Lang, pro bowler, guard coming off hip surgery. McAdoo knows him from the Packers' day, Packer days, maybe. Rob, Robbie, Robbie Gold, 10 for 10 on field goals last year. No, they don't want him back. Uh, Steve Hauschka out of, from, the, from the Seahawks. And Greg Zerline, who has a monster leg for the Rams, also could be possible replacement. I go after Zerline, especially with the conditions we have here. In New Jersey, I would go after a guy with a booming leg, and Zerline has it. Also, Paul Schwartz, New York Post, said former Notre Dame and Verona High School grad Anthony Fasano, who for some reason I thought played in the Jets, never did, was a second-round pick 2006 by the Cowboys out of Notre Dame. Giants and Jets interested in him, 
Pro Football Focus last year, the number one rated tight end. He was on a with the Titans last year. They were the number three rushing team, almost 137 yards per game. They don't have anyone like him on the roster. Will Ty, Matt Lacoste is coming off an injury. They have the kid out of South Carolina who they said is not. I'm sorry, I was looking up his name. Giants, not block. They don't have a blocker. They don't have anybody to block like him. Now, he's 32, but 6'4", 255. And that's a big boy. It was You know, I read about him. I, did, I forgot Verona High School. Crazy. Jarrell Adams, I'm sorry. And that's what they said. They don't, have a, they don't have a real blocking tight end, and he would be the answer. Hey, come on. Number one rated in pro football focus. Get him. They don't have a lot of money to spend, but, you know, they probably can get him under that. And it can't be a day without the Jets. Jalen Marshall facing four-game suspension for Adderall. How, New York Daily News. How does this happen? That's what I keep asking. How do you how do you let yourself, you know you can't take this stuff. It is a stimulant, and you still get busted. I, I don't get it. Come on, Jalen. What are you doing? Last year, 14 catches, a buck 62, two touchdowns, 10 games. Also, his kickoff, punt returns, 5-10-200. Tore a labrum in, in, in his shoulder against KC in Week 3. Missed two games. But come on, man. I mean, if you know you can't take this stuff, what are you doing? And they're not expected to sign, left, uh, re-sign left tackle Ben Igelana, who really didn't play that great last year. I mean, he, he filled in or whatever, but he wasn't, like, dominant. Thank you to NewJersey.com. Jets have to fill a lot of freaking holes, man. Just a lot of holes. They're not going to get Miles Garrett, but Miles Garrett is taller than Julio Jones, heavier than Gronk, quicker in a 10-yard split than Devontae Freeman, and faster on the 40-yard than Jarvis Landry. That is, that's what called Wolverine. He's a beast. Now, I bet you didn't know this, but Jim Harbaugh now wears Lululemon khakis. This is per his brother, John, and also wears cleats during games and on charter flights to games. Why? I have no idea, but I thought it was an interesting fact to share with everyone. Also, Bo said he ran a 4.13.40 at the 86th Combine. Seb said 4.12. Back then, it was handheld. The The measurements are different now, but there's a lot of guys. I would like to know what, what, a Herschel, what would Herschel have ran in the 40? You know, you always think about guys that could fly. But, man, that's that's. I still remember that Monday night game against the Seahawks where he went 90 yards and ran up the tunnel. He turned a corner. He was gone. Just gone. Now, interesting this year, at the Combine, they allowed crowds around. So it got kind of vocal when old Miss tight, uh, tight end Evan Engram, you know, he had a very vocal fan while he was doing his bench press. I think he got 19. But one of the scouts said, hey, you know, it creates a high-pressure situation. You see how players respond. I, hey, I love heckling. It's my thing. <laughs> at tomorrow, Pro Days for Bama and Oklahoma, Joe Mixon gets his day to shine for Oklahoma. And Bama has... Seven possible first-round draft picks. Defensive tackle, Jonathan Allen. Off outside linebacker, Ryan Anderson. Middle linebacker, Reuben Foster. Tight end, O.J. Mayo. Cornerback, Marlon Humphrey, who now they say might go to the Jets. Offensive tackle, Cam Robinson. And outside linebacker, Tim Williams. A couple guys have problems. Tim Williams had a couple uh, failed drug tests. Reuben Foster got a little upset because he was at the combine. He had to wait to get tested or whatever. He got snapped a little bit. He was tired, man. It was a couple hours. And he apologized. He, he actually wrote to all the teams. He said he you know, about his behavior, which is what you have to do. He didn't look the right way. So let's cut the crap. Give the guys a shot. Ridiculous. 
Also, Saturday, Washington Pro Day. You have John Ross, who can complete all the drills. Got a little dehyde, cramped up after he did the 4-2-2-40. Plus, you have the secondary of safety, uh, Buda Baker, cornerback City Jones, and cornerback Kevin King, who they called the Seahawks of college football. We shall see. As I said, free agency starts Thursday. Andrew Brandt put a good point. Now, most contracts rarely guarantee more than two of, the f- of a four- or five-year deal. So even the second year has trigger points to activate guarantees. And a lot of deals signed in 2015 ended in 2017, such as Torrey Smith signed a five-year, $40 million contract, but only only survived two years of those. So, you know, hey, many will end two years from now when guaranteed money runs out. Need to chillax on that front. And Merrill Hodge, I guess, you know, it's that time of the year. Let me just say whatever the fuck comes to my mind. I'm sorry I'm swearing, but I can't stand. You know, I just feel like sometimes people say shit just to get a rise. He's saying Mitchell Trubisky, you know, red flag after red flag. He said it's going to be a train wreck if he's drafted the first round. Well, you know what? Let him, you know what? This is another thing. A lot of teams said, bring him in and you'll sit him. But, you know, come on, man. Give these guys a shot. Deshaun Watson, very erratic in scoring territory. You know what? He didn't look goddamn erratic against uh, Alabama in the championship game at all. Pulled the trigger when he had to, led him to the win. I feel, I feel like, you know what? Merrill Hodge, you know, good player and all that stuff, but. You know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. And Adrian Peterson has interest in the Raiders and the Seahawks. It's just all bullshit. I mean, it's like, okay. And they said, Romo now, they're going to go after him with the Cowboys. The, the Cowboys are going to trade him. And maybe if he gets traded, he might go to Denver. It's all this. Also, tight end Jermaine Grisham, four-year deal per Adam Schefter. 20 years old, 37 catches, 391 yards, two touchdowns. Very good blocker. Third 2015 PFF had him as the third best run blocker. And he he did, last year he, went, he stayed with the Cardinals on a cheaper deal. They like loyalty. Also, tight end Jack Daniel, a lot of teams looking at from the Colts. He is sticking with the team three years, 19 million, over nine and a half guaranteed. Can max out of 21, like they say it's a two-year deal. So basically, he's only 26. He'll probably, after a year or two, he'll get another, you know, he'll, he'll get another contract. 59 catches, 584 yards, five touchdowns, all career highs last year for the Colts. He had a great game against the Jets on Monday Night Football. And Cowboys might go after Kenny Britt in free agency if Terrence Williams leaves per pro football talk. Also restructured Sean Lee's deal to get an extra $5 million in cap space. There's going to be a lot of restructuring this offseason, especially the teams that are low, like the Cowboys and the Giants. Well, Giants, not so well. They, hey, they got rid of... Yeah, that's another thing. I wonder where Victor Cruz is going to go. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy Curley, who I always liked with the Jets. I always thought he played hard. He got a three-year, $10.5 million contract, 20 years old, 64 catches last year, 670, 667 yards, three touchdowns, fifth-round pick of the Jets 2011 at a TCU. He actually played with the red-haired one. I am just blanking on quarterbacks tonight. Andy Dalton. See, it came to me. It came to me. Sorry, folks. It's been a long day. Not apologizing. I just wanted to do my show. Wanted to do the best I could do. JD Talking Sports, drop the G. It's always about giving you everything. I tried to get every morsel out of it tonight. (laughs) And Raiders found new partner, Bank of America, to finance proposed stadium, $1.9 billion, 
$65,000 dome stadium. State of Nevada is going to put in 750 mil. Raiders and NFL 500 mil. If three-fourths of the league's owners approve the move, the NFL committee will recommend relocation proposal at the meetings next month at the owners' meeting. How about that? Raiders could be in Vegas. And, you know, I've told people, if you haven't seen this documentary on Netflix, Last Chance You, one of the stars of the show, well, John Franklin III, he went to Auburn. Well, he played quarterback. He actually played in the Sugar Bowl loss to... Who they play in the Sugar Bowl? Oklahoma? Yeah. Was it Oklahoma? I think it was. They got blown out. Blown out. Well, John Franklin III, who was a quarterback, now is switching to wide receiver to Auburn. He is fast as lightning. I guess we'll see. Hey, Terrell Pryor worked. Maybe it'll work for him. And I, This kind of upsets me. Serena's going to withdrawing from the BNP Paribas Open. She's going to give up her number one ranking to Angelique Kerber left knee problems hey you know what she'll be fine for the French Open that's what that's what that's 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 the money time and UFC talking per Arash Markazi desperate need for new stars apparent after recent lack of headline quality fan intriguing fights I agree I feel, and I feel like they it, there's an oversaturation in the market with UFC sometimes I feel like every goddamn weekend there's a UFC fight and I don't feel it warrants it there's not enough great fighters to have UFC every goddamn weekend. I'm sorry. I, I, there's nothing. I mean, I just... That's like having, you know, football 52 weeks a year. You wouldn't want to have it. You need some time off. You need to, like, chillax. And Ben Rothwell was flagged by the U.S. ADA for potential anti-doping violation. Shocking on these guys. I'm just like, dude, man. You know, you can't, you're going to get busted. You know, I mean, I know a lot of them take them to recover or whatever, but it, it's... What's the point, man? You know, he's going to... He was expected to face Fabricio Verdum at UFC 211. Well, that's not happening now. And I talked about Tyson Fury yesterday. I apologize, saying he was going to fight again in May. Well, nowhere near getting drug ban lifted, says British Boxing Board. And Floyd told Conor, stop blowing smoke up everybody's ass. Sign the papers. All right. And Manny Pacquiao, hey, what a shock. Calls off April fight versus Amir Khan after hopes of $38 million offer fell flat. He was going to fight in the United Arab Emirates. Emirates? No, not happening. I feel like, you know, that's another thing. You know, these old fighters think, who's, who's giving them the goddamn money? Hey, Manny, you had, a great, you had a great career. If you fight, maybe if you fight Floyd again, I'd, I'd, I'd watch it. But I'll tell you, it was $100 for that fight against Floyd. And the fight sucked. Now, he got he hurt his shoulder or whatever, but still, it pissed me off. It was a crappy fight. And then you have some hockey. Okay, now the Coyotes' current location, not economically capable of supporting a successful NHL franchise. Commissioner Gary Bettman pens a letter to the Arizona legislator. There's a Senate Bill 1149, public-private partnership for a new arena in downtown Phoenix. They said they need a new arena to succeed. Of course they do. And the taxpayer should pay for it. I'm sorry. I feel like they're all making goddamn money, and I feel like, why does, why does every, why the taxpayers have to pay for this? Find a group that can pay for the... Find a private partnership that can pay for it. Not a public, private. I've always had a beef with this. Like, Vegas is paying a seven, going to put $750 million toward a stadium. The NFL could cover the cost of the whole goddamn stadium and wouldn't it be a hiccup. Wouldn't. They're, they're making... They're, make, they're, they're printing money. And I, I, and I never... You know what? Another thing. They, they did a discussion to tweak the offside rule, which went nowhere as a concession. Uh, uh, you know... 
they were looking to get you know to tr- tweak the offside rule at the GM meetings Tuesday. No, not reached. A consen- consensus on the changes being reached to tweak the offside rules was not met. I'm sorry. You know what? Consens- consensus is a hard word to say sometimes. It really is. It's like, you know, there's some things I don't understand. I don't understand offsides and billions on Showtime, which I love a lot, but I don't understand half the crap they're doing in that show. But I watch it anyway. Kind of like hockey. I don't understand offsides. I always feel, remember in soccer, we had to run up to try to keep the guys off. And I, I watch hockey. I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I just don't. I've tried to understand it. It doesn't make sense. I've read stuff on it. I find it all very confusing. But that's just me. It's a journey, right? It's a, it's, it's a journey. All this stuff is a journey. We got March Madness. I'm so I'm pretty psyched about that. All the games have, you know, all the tournaments are coming here. All right, trivia question from last show. Sorry about that. I kind of lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> no, I was I was just thinking about. The stuff I was thinking about today. That's why that's why I tried not to do the podcast too late at night because I get a little tired. All right, now, what is the earliest an NBA team clinched a playoff berth ever? What's the earliest date an NBA team clinched a playoff berth? The 1985-86 Celtics and this year's Golden State Warriors, February 25th. I didn't put the date here, but I remember. February 25th, they both clinched the playoff spot. And that year, the Celtics beat the Rockets 4-2 in the NBA Finals. Does it bode well for the Golden State Warriors? I don't know. Tonight's question. What is the NBA streak for most consecutive games with at least 10 points? What is the NBA streak for most consecutive games with at least 10 points? All right, folks. I'm going to bed. Peace out. Enjoy. Subscribe on iTunes. Have a good night. Enjoy March Madness. Oh, and congrats to Mount St. Mary's NEC. They beat St. Francis tonight to get the automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. Good night.